Did you miss me? Ha ha ha. Well, I'm sorry about skipping last week, and it really was. I did skip. I apologize. So here's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be giving you guys two, two episodes to this week. Going to be filming them all back to back in one day. Going to be very exciting. Uh, first one is going to be about motorsports, which is this one you're listening to right now. The regular show without motorsports will be episode 16, but this one's episode 15. That's just how we are making everything work. And uh, like I said, there were two weeks, two weeks of motorsports. Lots of NASCAR racing, IndyCar racing's back. Supercross is almost finished. That and more is what we are going to be talking about on this week's edition of Sports The Show. Presented by Anchor, I guess. Yes, it's presented by Anchor. There we go. You're welcome, Anchor. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay you can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Well, we first begin with a NAS truck race. That's NASCAR, Gander Truck Series, but I prefer to call them NAS trucks. Shout out to NASCARism, like sarcasm, but with NASCAR, uh, for coining that phrase. And ever since then, I've been like, you know what we need to do? We need to call it that. So that's what I've done. And it was the best decision I ever made. Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch any of these races except for the IndyCar race. So just going to point that out now. Well, your winner was Gret Effinger. Effinger. There we go. Enfinger. I should have searched this up, and I didn't. And I'm sorry. I wrote this last week and just combined this week's to it, too. There's our behind the scenes. So Gret Enfinger was your winner. This is his second win this season. First since opening race at Daytona, and this is his fourth overall career win. Kyle Busch, he led the most laps with 37 of them led. There were six caution flags and 14 lane changes among seven drivers. I believe that Nash truck race might have been Friday, then on Saturday. No, it was a doubleheader at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So after that, that same day on Saturday, there was an exciting Xfinity race, which once again I didn't watch. I watched IndyCar instead. With AJ Allmendinger, he was the winner. By the way, this is AJ's fourth Xfinity race win in his career and first overall win this season. Austin Sendrick, he led the most laps with 68 of them led. Noah Gregson was in second place and he won the $100,000 Xfinity Dash for Cash prize due to getting a top four win last week. He was in the top four, and whoever finished highest from the top four last week gets the dash for cast. That's something I figured out. It comes back for Homestead as well as Talladega for the Xfinity Series. Going to be very exciting there. 
There were six cautions, ten lead changes among seven drivers. We now move into the Genesis 300. That was some great listening. I, mean, I listened to practice and qualifying on the IndyCar app with Mark James, Jay Query, Nick Yeoman, who uh, it was rough for them, and Davey Hamilton. Speaking of being rough, yeah, it was over 100 degrees there with like the heat index. The track was like in the 130s, 140s in temperature-wise. And then I did something crazy. I watched the race on mute and listened to the IndyCar radio because I like IndyCar radio, but I wanted to actually be able to see it. So I did both. I cheated. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Fastest qualifier was Penske's Joseph Newgarden, by the way. Scott Dixon, he came in second in qualifications. Takuma Sato, he wrecked during qualifying and didn't even get to compete. It was beyond repair. Again, here's what happened. Here's that schedule. Practice was at like noon. They had qualifying at three. The race was at eight. Well, sorry. Qualifying was at four to six. That was that already a race was at eight. And then it lasted to about 10, 30-ish. That was, that, was almost, that was almost two weeks ago, guys. It really was. Takuma Sato would not get to compete. Everyone else did. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there were 10 laps to go, and someone who'd been shocking me, he did great all night long, made it up to second place, Felix Rosenquist. He wrecked with 10 laps to go. That brought out a yellow. Your winner was Scott Dixon, winning by a solid four seconds. At one point, he had an 11-point lead. So here's the problem with that race. Here's the problem. NASCAR ruined it. NASCAR put some tire compound compound down, and what that did is that flattened the grooves. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, Texas Motor Speedway usually has grooves where the drivers can go into. Well, there was only one lane for grooves, which meant you couldn't really pass. You only really could get the lead by pit. Deciding when to pit. That reminds me of the 2018 Indy 500. It wasn't. It was that weird air. It was the weird chassis or whatever they did. I don't know what was wrong with the 2018 season, but they made a brand new like car design, and then they just could not pass. They did not pass at all. Disappointing, disappointing race. Uh, Genesis 300 was. I enjoyed it, but I wish there could have been a bit more competition with passing. But hopefully. At the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, July 4th weekend, with the NASCAR IndyCar double header again, Xfinity race, IndyCar race going to be on July 4th, July 5th. It's a Cup Series race, no fans allowed. The reason being, I keep having to tell people on Twitter this why they're complaining. So, the state of Indiana, it's going to be open July 4th weekend, all except for Marion County, where the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is. And that's because Marion County has over three times the amount of cases. As everyone else, they have about like Indiana has about 40,000 cases. Marion County has like over 10,000 just to put it into some perspective. So that is why Marion County is behind a week. Very important there. Your winner, of course, Scott Dixon. Simon Pagino got second. Joseph Newgarden got third. Scott Dixon, he now joins... A.J. Foyt as the only driver to have a win in 18 total seasons. He also extends his record of having 16 straight seasons with at least one win. This is his 47th career win, which is five below Mario Andretti. 
Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon is good. He really is. Really is. We now move to Monster Energy Supercross. There was rounds 13, 14, 15, and 16. We're going to be covering that. Well, on Sunday, there was round 13. And here are the official results. The 250 Heat East, 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 East. I almost said East Heat. There we go. That's how we say it. 250 East Heat winner was Yamaha's Shane McElrath and Honda's Chase Sexton switching them. Who's Quavarna's Justin Sterling was slash heads qualifying winner. 250 main event winner was Chase Sexton, which would give Chase a three-point advantage over Shane McElrath at the time. We now move to the 450 side with KTM Scooper Webb winning heat one and who's Quavana's Jason Anderson winning heat number two. Kyle Chisholm of Yamaha. He was the last chance qualifier and I say that because it's important last chance qualifiers are because that's their chance to get in. I don't know if they get any extra points or not, but I'm not sure. 450 minute event winner was Kazaki's Eli Tomac, giving him a 26 point advantage over Ken Roxon at the time. We now move into the Folds of Honor Quip Trip 500. I didn't watch it. I did listen to the last few stages on the Performance Racing Network. The Atlanta Motor Speedway race, by the way, won by Kevin Harvick. I believe this is Harvick's second, or th- I think this is his third win of the year. I can't remember. I should have written that down, and I didn't, and I'm so sorry. I can't remember. It's fine. Martin Trish Jr. won stage one and two. Kevin Harvick led 151 laps, which is the most of five caution flags. and only 21 lead changes. Five cautions is very rare when it comes to NASCAR. It really is. I was shocked when I heard that. Supercross round 14. The 250 West made their return to Supercross. Tana's Christian Craig winning heat one and Kawasaki's Austin Forkner winning heat number two. The 250 West Flash Chance Qualifier was Honda's Hunter Lawrence. 250 main event winner, by the way, was Austin Forkner of Team Kawasaki. Dylan Ferrandez wouldn't lead by 10 points over Austin at the time. We now move to the 450 class. KTM's Cooper Webb wins heat one and Kawasaki's Eli Tomac wins heat number two. KTM's Benny Blos was... Bloss, excuse me, was the last chance qualifier. The main event winner was Cooper Webb, which actually put him from third to second place in the point standings, giving Eli Tomac, however, still having 27-point advantage over second place. And I heard that you can only get 26 points in a single event, so that's going to be something you're going to want to watch as we move to round 17, which is this Sunday in the championship. Well... The round 14 was a Wednesday night race. Night racing in NASCAR is very exciting, however, and especially when it's that short track racing in Martinsville. The paperclip did not disappoint. I wish I would have watched it. I didn't. It was going to be too late for me to even somewhat watch in the race. So I just stalked Twitter, and that's how I found out what all happened. The winner of the race, by the way, Martin Truex Jr. This is the second year in a row Martin has won at Martinsville. Martin, Martinsville makes sense. He left staggering 132 of 500 laps. Joe Logano led the most, however, with 234 out of 500 led. I can't believe it. 200 laps led. Pretty impressive. There was a total of seven cautions. 14 lead changes. Joey Logano wins stage one. Jimmy Johnson wins stage two. This is the first time in a long time. Jimmy Johnson has actually won something 
I'm not trying to throw shade at him, but he has not been having a good time recently. Really, when he lost Lowe's, I think everything kind of shut down. This is his last full-time year doing it, and it's been kind of disappointing for him. Joey Gase, by the way, Joey Gase is very special. His car managed to fail pre-race inspection five times in one day. That's unheard of. I've never heard a car failing five times in one day. Well, after Martinsville, it was time for Homestead, Miami. There was an Xfinity race, two Xfinity races, a National race, and a Cup race all in one weekend. Fans were allowed. There were about a one hundred. There were about one thousand fans. It was exciting. Alvin Kamara was there as well. We begin first with the Saturday Xfinity race with the Hooters two fifty with Harrison Burton winning the race. This is Harrison's second year competing in the Xfinity series and his second win of this year. Again, he didn't have any wins last year. Harrison, he only led two laps, but reminds me of Dan Weller in 2011. You see, he came at the very last lap, and then that's when he got the win, passing J.R. Hildenberg and getting the win there. I pronounced J.R.'s name wrong. I'm sorry. It's been years since I've heard his name. Hildenbrand. I don't have it. I, I'm surprised I remember that. Let's just give me credit there. Two laps, though. It's crazy. Noah Gregson, he led the most laps with 83 total laps led in one stage two. Ryan Sieg won stage number one. There were five yells and 18 lead changes. We now move into the Nash truck race on Saturday. Kyle Busch, he came back from a pre-race inspection fail, placing him all the way in the back to first place. That's crazy, though. I did not expect that. It's a bit sad. Because uh, he went from last place to first place in one race, and there's like 130-some laps. Kyle Busch also led the most laps with 82 of them led, and even won stage number two. Ross Chastain won heat number one. There were seven yellows, eight lead changes. That was Saturday night. Sunday night, it was time for the Xfinity race in the afternoon. Dale Jr., by the way, was there. The Hall of Famer in NASCAR. Didn't win any races. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Chase Briscoe, he won the second race of the week and led 11 laps. Noah Gregson led the most laps with 81 laps led. A.J. Allmendinger won the $100,000 dash for cash bonus by finishing before Noah Gregson. I believe the top four finishers from the last week were the ones, or it might have been based on, no, it wasn't based on Saturday's race. It's confusing. I don't understand the stats for cash, uh, at least for Xfinity Series. What I'm guessing was with Atlanta, the top four finishers there, they now had a chance to win, and I guess it was based on Sunday's race, so Saturday might have helped. Not sure, though. I really don't know. I didn't watch it. should have. I really should have, so then I know this stuff. We now move to Sunday's cup race. Denny Hamlin, he would win the race and lead 107, which was the most laps led by the way. This was his third win of the season, and his 40th career Cup Series win. Denny Warren win both stages. So Denny Hamlin was dominant. He's won, I think, four different Homestead races, by the way. So he's very good at Homestead. It's his third race of the season that he's won. 
including Daytona. And then the first race back at Darlington, there were a total of six caution flags, 18 lead changes. Next race is going to be at Talladega. There's going to be an ARCA race on Saturday. It'll be taking place at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Then at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday on FS1, the Xfinity Series will race. Chase Briscoe, Brandon Jones, Ross Chastain, and A.J. Allmendinger are the four drivers competing for the Xfinity Dash for Cast bonus. We now move to Sunday on FS1 with the Cup Series race. Talladega is going to allow 5,000 fans that already bought tickets. They have to be less than 150 miles away from the radius around the track. And the ticket system was based on a first-come, first-serve system. We got to give you some news. We do. Next race is, like I said, at Talladega. Very exciting here. Some other races are going to have fans. July 19th at NASCAR. Texas Motor Speedway is going to allow a limited number of fans. I believe there's going to be more, more, uh, there's going to be a lot of toilets. That's one of the things they said. They said there's going to be a whole bunch of toilets. I don't know how they're going to do that. I really don't. Iowa. Iowa's 250 races, July 17th and 18th, are going to have a limited number of fans as well. The All-Star Race was supposed to be taking place at Bristol. Excuse me, taking place at Charlotte, but will take place at Bristol this year. Uh, the reason being, there's a bunch of cases coming out of Charlotte, and they don't want to be, they don't want to have to deal with a possible coronavirus outbreak. So they decided let's move to Bristol, where there aren't as many cases as Charlotte. There we go. Uh, a very interesting for the All Star Race. The numbers are going to be moved from the door to closer to the wheel, the back wheel. So. Let me explain to you guys. So you know how on the door they have the numbers that are painted on? Yeah, well, they are going to move that to, like, in front of the rear wheels. And instead, on the door where the numbers are supposed to be, they're going to be adding sponsors. Sponsors want that. That's why they're going to do it. It's going to be experiment, experiment at Bristol. So it's not official for the entire season. Let me tell you something, brother. Fans were not happy. Fans were very mad. Twitter is always mad, but Twitter was very mad about that. I'm actually okay with it. I am. At first, I was so angry, but then I looked at the picture of the example they gave, and I was like, it doesn't matter. It's okay. I thought it was going to be a tiny number, but no, it's just a bit smaller, and they just got like, it sponsored on the door. Doesn't matter. Y'all are being too crazy. Y'all don't like change. That's what it is. That's what it is, man. They don't like change. We now move into rounds 15 and 16 of the Supercross series. Again, this Sunday is the championship. But round 15 took place Wednesday. 250 West Heat, one winner. Yamaha's Justin Cooper. Honda's Kristen Craig would win heat number two. Last chance qualifier was Honda's Jaron Stapleton. Main event winner was Austin Forkner of Kawasaki. Dylan Ferrandis is leading by seven points. Going into the 250 matchup series, 
at Utah around 17 on Sunday. There we go. We now move to the 450 series. KTM's Benny Benny Bloss. It's not Blouse. It's Bloss like Boss. Benny Bloss would win heat number one. A shocking people. Kent Roxon wins heat number two. By the way, Ken Roxon's dealing with shingles right now. And having a bit of trouble breathing. So good for him. He's still doing good and winning. Last year's qualifying winner was Blake Baggett of Team KTM. Honda's Ken Roxon would win the main event. With that win, Ken now has a one-point advantage over Cooper Webb for second place. Eli Tomac leads by 24 points. So here's what's going to happen. Here's the only way I feel Cooper or Ken can win. If Eli Tomac does not qualify for the championship Sunday, he's not going to win. He's been having some bad luck in the past, if you think about it. That was round 15. The points are a bit different going into round 16. 250 East would come back. Yana, Shane McElrath and Chase Sexton of Team Honda. Winning Heat 1 and 2. Angel Lopez of Yamaha was the last chance qualifier. 250 East main event was Chase Sexton. Chase now has a 6-point advantage over Shane McElrath. For the 450s, Husqvarna's Dean Wilson and Jason Anderson would win Heat 1 as well as Heat number 2. Last chance qualifier was Honda's Chad Reed. Chad Reed, by the way, said he was going to retire in 2015, if you guys remember. Right now, what we're going to be doing is we're going to actually be getting his official career. So I apologize uh, just about being quiet. We got to get used to that. Yeah, so in 2015, this is according to Wikipedia, he withdrew from the championship midway through the season due to sponsors. He, His team that he founded in 2011 was folded. Reed later announced he'd be riding a Yamaha for the rest of 2015. Then in 2016, he competed with Yamaha. Then they skipped 2017, but in 2018, he... Re- Obtained the world record for most career main event starts ever, over 200. Oh, in 2019, he had a bit of a rough one. On February 2nd, he finished top five in San Diego. Then on February 23rd, he finished on the podium in Detroit. That was increasing his record of the most Supercross podiums to 132. On March 23rd, he crashed the start of the main event in Seattle. He sustained multiple injuries, including a broken scapula, eight rib fractures, and collapsed lung, ending his season. Wow. You know what, man? That's painful. Collapsing your your lung, that takes talent. I've never done that before. I haven't ridden a dirt bike either. Ha ha ha. I got off track. We were talking about Chad Reed, who's now on Team Honda. He was on KTM for a while as well. The main event winner was KTM's Cooper Webb. We were talking about that. Ken Roxon now is 28 points down. Cooper Webb is 22 points down. Eli Tomac leads by 22 points. Ken Roxon is officially eliminated from possibly winning. And like we said, if... 
here's the only way, really, Ken Roxon could possibly win. Same with if Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac both don't make it, if they don't qualify and Ken Roxon wins, Ken Roxon will get the points series. If not, then it's going to be Eli Tomac with the win. Well, there you go. There's your motorsports update. And one final thing. I was talking about monster trucks. Monster trucks are going to be on pay-per-view on Fight TV for only $20 on June 29th, as well as July 7th and July 13th. There are going to be three total events for the Outlaw Monster Truck Drags. It's going to be having a total of 14 trucks. Will it be there? Including three mega trucks that are on 48-inch tires and are pro mods, four mini monster trucks, Six full-size monster trucks and an old-school monster truck are going to be there. I'm going to be watching it, I think. That's my goal. That is my goal. I want to watch it. If you don't want to pay $60 for all three events, you can get a deal. You can get a three, all three events for $45. That's what I'm going to most likely do. That's just my plug for Fight TV and the Outlaw Monster Truck Drags. You're welcome, Joe Sylvester. Give me money now. There you have it. There's this week's edition of Sports the Show. I'm going to call it Motorsports the Show this week for episodes 15. And ladies and gentlemen, what you need to listen to next is our other episode that we'll be releasing. Episode 16, you to be talking about all of the main news, including the NBA Orlando return. Guys, this has been awesome. Thank you. Support your local businesses. You got to do that. Gotta stay safe. I got a haircut today, by the way, too. Still, you gotta stay safe. Support your local businesses any way you can. We will get through this. I know that. Thank you. Peace. See you guys next week.